إنك لا تهدي من أحببت ولكن الله يهدي من يشاء بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله Join with me John Fontaine and Sheikh Grani Assalamualaikum Sheikh Waalaikum Assalam Warahmatullah How are you Sheikh? Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah How's it going? Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah Good I just want to thank you for joining me Jazakumullah Khair On the podcast May Allah bless you and uh, reward you greatly for your Ameen. efforts Jazakumullah Khair Yeah I just want to introduce people to yourself MashaAllah you've uh, you know, been very active in Dawah and you have a very unique story of how, subhanAllah, you've come from one side of the world to the other. And also, even though you was born a Muslim, born into Islam, you, you also are kind of a a convert to Islam in, in some way. Yeah, that's true. That's true, subhanAllah. Being born, you know, in uh, Kosovo, yeah. Albanian from uh, Pristina, Kosovo. Um, that's where I grew up. Until grade six. Yeah, subhanAllah. So, yeah. you know, like we have some of the oldest masajid, you know, in the city. Yeah. But uh, Islam was not uh, very popular. You had yeah. only few old people attending the masjid. SubhanAllah. I remember as a child, subhanAllah, you know, like in grade six, yeah. going out with friends. You know, and in, in the break, the long break, we would pass by the masjid, and we would wonder what's inside. Subhanallah, <laughs> what's what's inside of this place? You so know, even like, the Muslim kids were wondering yeah, what's in the masjid. Exactly, because we would not enter them. We so would not no. dare to enter them. You know, we didn't. It was just like something amazing. You know. Subhanallah. So we grew up like that. Yeah. So, uh, what age was you when you left Kosovo? Tell us about I, that whole yeah, subhanallah, story. Uh, in um, 1997, the war in Kosovo broke out uh, with Serbia. And uh, the war lasted for two years, until 1999. Mm. And um, in 1999, that's when we left uh, Pristina. Mm. We went to Macedonia. We stayed there for a while. And then we came to Canada from Macedonia mm. in 1999. Yeah, you were telling me that that you that that day you remember it very vividly as well. Yes, yeah, Panlai, I never forget that day. <laughs> I was only like uh, eleven and a half, twelve years old, but uh, the day when we were actually kicked out of out of our houses, Subhanallah, we never forget that day. Mm. Um, as a child, leaving your country, you know, leaving your house, it was tough. Subhanallah. Yeah. So you came to Canada. 97 99 and during your time in Canada this is where you kind of reconnected with Islam yes that's true even though subhanallah you know like uh, I had a cousin back home mm. in Pristina like a distant cousin who was practicing even before the war mm. and that was rare because rarely any of the youth practiced Islam before the war. Mm. But subhanAllah, this brother, he actually was upon the sunnah. Mm. He was one of the rare brothers who you would see in Kosovo, Pristina at that time, with a beard, walking outside. Not only that, he was, he was a big influence to me even at that time. I actually looked up to him because he was strong. Mm. He actually, he worked out, he, uh, he, he was like... Uh, 
like he, he was doing martial arts and things like that, so I actually looked up to him. And the fact that he was practicing at the same time, that always stuck to me, subhanAllah. I always mm. thought about that. Mm. And I remember even when I came to Canada, mm. and then I went back to visit in 2002, I remember I made a trip to go and visit this brother. SubhanAllah. And that's, that was one of the first times when he, when he actually gave me some Islamic books in Albania. Yeah, even though I did not read them maybe right away, yeah. it took me some time, but <laughs> subhanAllah, yeah. SubhanAllah. So you were telling me that growing up, when you, when you was in Canada, you was, you know, you were not practicing in the beginning. You know, you was like any other teenager in, in, yeah. in, in Canada. You also writing raps. Tell me you wrote, you wrote some... Uh... Yeah, you know, subhanAllah, as, uh, as all the youth, you know, like, uh, yeah, we were also affected by the, by the hip-hop culture and uh, mm. at that time, uh, high school days, early mm. high school days. Uh, also me coming from that background and going through the war, even though I was not affected directly, you know, as much as others since mm. we were in the city, and in Pristina, there was no real uh, war, except mm. that incident when we were kicked out. But yeah, uh, I started writing about those experiences uh, back home mm. um, and things that we went through. Uh, yeah. Mm. So, so when you found Islam, because you actually went and studied in Medina, this is a, yeah. a big opportunity that you, you were given. Yes. How did that come about? Uh, SubhanAllah, it was about um, 2003-2004. Some of my friends from high school, some of the Albanian friends, they were working at a Baskin Robbins in, in uh, Woodbridge, mm. here in the GTA. And uh, they you know, they were telling me, you know, why don't you join us? We'll work together. So I applied at that job and I actually got the job. The owner of that Baskin Robbins, he was a Pakistani brother. Mm. And being Albanian, being, you know, like the way we were, you know, we, uh, you know, like without guidance, we were doing things that we were not supposed to do. Mm. But SubhanAllah, uh, this Pakistani brother yeah. who was the owner of that place, he was so patient with us mm. and showed such great manners and used to invite us to the masjid. That was another angle that I was being influenced, you know, and thinking to myself, like, who would treat you like this? Mm. You treat them a certain way, you do certain things which you are not supposed to, and then they treat you in the best way possible. So he was very patient, he had a lot of time for the exactly. youth. Exactly, exactly. He used to invite us to the masjid yeah. for Jum'ah. And uh, you know, like sometimes we, we would go with him for Jum'ah. Yeah. And SubhanAllah, you know, that's when I started realizing that, you know what, like this, this, this is only, you know, affecting me for good. Mm. This mm. is only like benefiting me, you know, like yeah. Look Look at these great manners. And I used to feel, you know, happier when I used to do that. When I used to come to the masjid. 
So yeah, that's how it started. So you started practicing in, in Toronto? Yes. And then Towards... how did this opportunity for Medina come? Well, once I started practicing, which was uh, about grade 11, grade 12 high school. Then, what age uh, is this? What? This is like 17, 17, 17 18, 18 yeah. you know. Um, once I started practicing, um, I had all types of different Muslims that I ran into. You know, like different thinkings, different, uh, you know, like... And uh, everyone, you know, would... Uh, present to me their version of Islam, you know, mm. and I, 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 I got to love Islam, mm. and I loved the the the, the religion. Mm. But Subhanallah, it was bothering me that different people were telling me different things. Yeah. So I said, you know what, this is the truth. This is this is my life. This is something extremely important, mm. and I'm not willing to let it go. But I have to find out. What is the true Islam? Hmm. What is the uh, true religion which Allah, the Creator, is pleased with? Hmm. So I can follow it. And I found it extremely difficult here in Canada to learn the Arabic language and to go back to the sources and understand them. Yeah. So I heard that there's a university that actually gives scholarships. I'm like, what? A university? Paying for everything, yeah, just to go and study. Subhanallah. Amazing, that's what that's what I needed, and that's how I began the search, you know, uh, to try and find out how how can I get in. Subhanallah. Yeah. So how did you get accepted? Because it's not easy to get accepted yes. into Medina University. Of course, people are applying from all over the world. Yes. Everyone wants to go there. Exactly. Um, I started uh, studying English at York. University here in Canada and uh, I actually did not feel like completing it. Mm. I wanted to leave right away and go study Islam. I, I had that zeal for Islamic knowledge. I tried studying here locally with some brothers. I used to go to uh, one of the schools with, with one of the brothers who is actually a student in uh, Mecca now. Mm. A very good brother, very studious. He studied Arabic himself here, mm. Abu Shayba. And I used to study with him, but it was extremely difficult. Mm. Balancing, you know, uh, uh, university here, mm. studying Arabic. So I knew that I have to go to, uh, to Medina. Mm. I have to go to a place where they actually speak Arabic mm. and where I can focus and study for, for a few years. Mm. So... What happened was I couldn't leave right away. The parents were not pleased that I leave without completing my uh, university here. Mm. So I said, you know what? I'll just finish English quickly and go. One year before finishing my BA, I went to uh, Saudi Arabia to perform Umrah. And I said, I'll go do the interview come back, finish my last year, and whatever Allah has written for me, inshallah, you know, I'm happy with whatever yeah. Allah decides for me. So I went, did that, performed Umrah, went, did the interview at the Islamic University of Medina, came back, finished my final year at York University. Mm. I finished my final year at about April or so. June, July, I get the news that I got accepted to Medina. 
Subhanallah. This was in 2008. And I was so happy, Subhanallah. So now you've come all the way from Kosovo, all the way to Canada. Yeah. Started practicing Islam and now you're on your way to Arabia yes. to study the deed. It was like, Subhanallah, one of the best blessings that Allah has blessed me with. How many years were you in Medina? Six years. Six years, mashallah. Six years, like, uh, subhanAllah, I, I loved it. And you've also been a part of translating some of the works of the scholars. Yes. Some of the uh, books that they've authored. Yes, like once I uh, studied Arabic for two years uh, in Medina, then I uh, began the faculty of Hadith. And Islamic studies mm. and then slowly I started translating some of the books of some of the scholars um, and some of the benefits from mm. their works to try and benefit the Muslims uh, from that which Allah has uh, blessed me from the knowledge now one thing I've noticed about you and you you, you are well known locally in Toronto especially for your community work you know you, you actually teach Islam uh, full-time but you're also very active in helping the youth, trying to get them engaged and bringing them back to Islam. This is something that's really needed. You know, a lot of the graduates from Medina, sometimes they don't know what to do after studying, you know. But I think you've really found your place in teaching and the community work. So can you tell us a bit about what you're doing now since you've returned back from Saudi to Toronto? Yes. Uh, since I came back in uh, 2014 I've been teaching in Islamic schools and for the past four years I've been in one Islamic school um, there's a great need for teaching Islamic studies Quran Arabic in the Islamic schools the mm. Islamic schools in the West they are extremely important mm. extremely important for our children so they have a an Islamic identity, they learn their creed, they learn their sound beliefs in Allah and in the rest of the pillars of Iman. So I've been doing that full-time and on the side weekends I've been working since that time 2014 mm. with the youth. So mm. we've been doing different programs mm. for the youth. We go play basketball in different neighborhoods and at the same time, when the time comes to pray, we stop the game, we pray. Mm. After the prayer, we give a short talk. Mm. So uh, this is uh, very uh, needed, mm. especially here since the gun violence amongst the mm. youth is increasing. And they are in great need for role models, mm. for advice, sincere advice to lead them to something which is better. Mm. Something which will keep them out of trouble, will bring happiness to them and uh, inshallah will guide them to that which is beneficial for them, you know, in this life and the next. Sure. How has the response been from the youth? Alhamdulillah, uh, the programs, uh, ma many of the youth, they attend the programs, mm. they ask questions, you know. Uh, mm. Many of the programs, uh, even the non-Muslims, uh, they come, they play. Uh, you know, sometimes they even sit and listen to the talk. Yeah. They are interested. Sometimes they ask questions. So it's it's been you know uh, very good. Yeah. What other types of challenges do you find in the inner cities 
especially in the West, and what's what's kind of the differences? Because obviously you lived in in a Muslim country, you lived in uh, Saudi. What are the challenges and what are the differences between, you know, the West and growing up living in uh, Muslim countries? In the Muslim country, uh, such as uh, in Saudi Arabia, uh, you mean for the youth there, or yeah, for the youth, really. Yeah. So the the youth there, uh, they take Islam for granted. Mm. Um, they want to be like uh, like what they see in the Hollywood movies. You know, they think that's where happiness lies. Uh, I think if they truly want to understand life in the West, they should, you know, look at the news more. Yeah. You know, I advise them to turn to any any news channel, City Pulse yeah. Twenty Four, yeah. and look at everything that goes on daily. For example, in Toronto, instead of looking at, you know, the movies and you know, like, and thinking that you know what they are happy. Yeah. Yeah, because true happiness, as we know, is only mm. for the true believers, those mm. who believe in the Creator and they worship and obey Him. Yeah, happiness is a creation of Allah, just like Allah has created everything else. Likewise, Allah has created happiness, mm. and Allah only puts it in the heart of someone who is sincere mm. with Allah and wants guidance mm. and wants Allah. And Allah is the most beloved to them. Mm. So uh, they, they they want to be like uh, like the, the like the youth in the West, the mm. hip hop culture, the 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 gang mentality, mm. and all of that, not knowing that Subhanallah, this is not what brings happiness. Mm. So they are missing it. You know, I heard one story of one Saudi youth and he was uh he said he wants to like come to the west and he wants to experience living in the hood yeah you know he actually wants to you know get into drugs and subhanallah this is real uh corruption subhanallah yeah, yeah you know someone who doesn't need to live that lifestyle you know kind of and I've, I've actually i've actually witnessed this myself where uh, i actually witnessed people from very wealthy backgrounds actually getting caught up in drugs and gangs just for the street credibility yeah you know just to be known for that exactly and what what after you get all that fame mm. let's say you get the fame let's say you get wealthy for the sake of argument you get all that what's at the end of all that mm. how many examples do we have to see subhanallah mm. like I don't understand, you know, like the youth of today. They see, subhanAllah, that these paths, which are illegal, mm. they are dangerous. Of course, many of these things, they are Islamically, you know, of course, they are Islamically impermissible. Mm. They see like people dying in their city. They see their friends mm. and they still choose to walk this path. I mean, knowing your your background, you know, you've come from a war war zone, basically. You know, we were just speaking about this before where a lot of the youth they don't know what they've got. Yeah. You know, 
when when you, you look where you came from i mean 99 to think where i was in 99 to think where you was you know i'm coming from england it's a safe place you know and you were subhanallah exactly you know a lot of people really don't kind of put themselves in their, their shoes they've been given you know freedom and protection and safety yeah and they don't they don't uh they don't appreciate it. Yeah. they don't value it yeah well, what would you what advice would you give to the youth my advice to the youth would be subhanallah to to realize the blessings that Allah has blessed them with. Allah has blessed them with so many blessings that if they were to count the blessings of Allah, they would never be able to count them. Mm. So they should be thankful to the Creator for all of these blessings. Mm. And Allah has promised us in the Quran mm. that whoever is thankful for the blessings of Allah, Allah will increase them. Mm. That's number one. To realize that all the good things that they have in their life, they are from Allah. Hmm. And once they realize that, then they should understand that Allah is the one who deserves all praise and all thanks. Hmm. This life is short. Hmm. No matter how wealthy, how famous you will be and we will be, we will return to our Lord, to our Creator, Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Next life, once it starts with death, it never ends. Mm. Death is only a transition from this life to the next. It's not the end. Mm. Actually, that's when eternity begins. Mm. So I would not risk these few years or I would not risk the eternity mm. for these few years to try mm. and enjoy them. Mm. There's nothing wrong with enjoying this life, but we have to understand how do we enjoy this life. Yeah. We enjoy it by doing that which we were created for. Yeah. Allah says in the Quran, yeah. Allah says, I have not created people and the jinn except to worship me. Yeah. This is the reason for the creation. If we do that which we are created for, that's where the happiness lies. Mm. So my advice is that we return to Allah Taala. We worship Him, we obey Him, we obey the Messenger والسلام, and that's what will bring us happiness in this short life and in the eternal life. I mean, John, we all know we will all die. Mm. Death will come to all of us. Mm. Different accidents happen, mm. different tragedies. But what is the important, the important thing is that we die while the Creator is happy with us. So in the next life, which is eternal, inshallah, we will be happy. Mm. We will enjoy our life in the grave mm. until the day of judgment. And after the day of judgment, the believers, they will enjoy forever and ever and ever eternally in the gardens of paradise inshallah may allah make us from them Ameen. and may allah Ameen. make all the muslims from amongst them and may allah wa ta'ala guide our youth to realize this Ameen. so inshallah they come back to this life come back to this religion and inshallah ta'ala they will see the fruits in this life before the next Amen. by the permission of allah
Jazakallah khair, Sheikh. It was nice to speak to you and get some reminders. May Allah accept your work and put blessings in your work and allow people to come back to the deen through your hands. Ameen. Ameen. Thank you for listening to the Young Smirks podcast with me, John Fontaine. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and all the other outlets. Like and subscribe and leave a comment. And also, please support us on the donation link below so that we can continue to give you quality podcasts. Thank you very much. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh.